0: I've been called the songbird of my generation Stop. by people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan.
1: Woo. Woo! Essential personnel reporting in for duty. My name's Michael Lynch. I'll be your captain today.
2: Bean Taylor. We're in the mix over here.
1: That threw me for a loop, sorry.
2: That's my middle name, actually. I know, I know, man. but I was like,
1: that's not your name. No.
2: <laughs> Legally changing it when I'm like
1: 49. Why? Just, you could change it now if you wanted to. I could. Well, actually, technically, right now, you probably can.
2: I could. But... I don't know any, like, 50-year-old Rashad's. I know my other shop. that's not his room, name. Well, but when you
1: turn 50, you're... everyone who's our age is going to be the same age, so there's going to be a lot of 50-year-old
2: Rashad's. Uh nah. like... <laughs> I disagree there'll be one less because there will be a Bernard
1: (laughs) You're gonna become Bernard. You should switch it make it Bernard Rashad Taylor. Oh, that's
2: what it's gonna be Okay, go ahead and just change that all around
1: Uh, But yeah, so we are here for you on uh, Sort of Sports Sunday as we will call this until the coronavirus stuff has Faded into the background, but uh, for now it is not faded for now. It is uh, as crazy as ever Um, tomorrow It would appear, although I don't know if it's official yet, we saw the report on on Friday or the the press conference from Kate Brown and Ted Wheeler, that there's going to be some sort of shelter in place thing put in place here, at least in the city of Portland, if not in the entire state of Oregon. Um, So uh, we are following California, New York, Washington, other places that have done the shelter in place. And uh, we're here we are. Here we are, man. I think, I think Rashad's gone stir-crazy, and it's been a week.
3: Well, they're not calling it the shelter in place. I know. Place. They're calling
1: it stay home, stay safe.
3: Yeah. Which is
1: not probably the right thing to call it because people are just going to go out anyway. I'm safe. No. I'm going to go yeah, out. No,
3: it's, it's literally it's that, that one thing that we like to do right now where we like to put some stupid little like, term saying on on something instead of just being like, quarantine
1: yeah oh right you
3: know like boom we all know what that is instead we're gonna give it some like nice little sounding name and then it gets confusing and people are like oh stay home stay i I can stay safe and go out to the park and have a good time and and whatever whatever The, the virus continues to grow
1: have you seen the uh the videos in california the beaches are packed People are playing 5v5 basketball against each other. The coast here, people were there the entire weekend. People are idiots. Guys, guys.
2: Listen, listen. I'm one of those people that's like, I understand having to leave to do certain things. Man, I got to go to the store, get more bread. I have to go to- Good luck. Right? I mean, seriously, you just got to find whatever bread that you can. I spent $6 on bread the other day just because I- I had to. There was that was Dave's killer bread. That was all I was left. I I had to get (laughs) some. At least you got some good bread. I got good bread, but damn. Like, I mean, not for not for that price. (laughs) Welcome to my world, man. Oh man, I get it. Every list I could
3: buy is is six bucks. I
2: already get it. So, you know, like to to see people that are still out and, you know, playing frisbee. Like I was going to the park and it's all just people out there just playing frisbee with each other. And I get it. Like I understand not wanting to be inside and beautiful weather. I I totally get like the, the timing of this whole thing couldn't have been any worse. Like, seriously, just across the board, man, like the weather has all of a sudden gotten really nice here in in March. You know, you look at that, man. Right Spring in the middle, started early. Right in the middle of March Madness. You know, so right before March Madness started, so they they got all that canceled right in the thick of the basketball season, right when that's starting to get really good, you know, into the playoffs and some of those things, man. Free agency, you know, like it just – it happened at a point and everything just stopped. And so people were just like, Oh, well, I'm stomach. I'm, I'm still gonna live my life. And I was like, Yeah, but that's why things spread. We keep going out and keep doing the recreational stuff. There's still people that are trying to be at bars. Why are you trying to be at the bar? Go well, they're home. not even open. they're
1: not open. So I don't yeah, know what you're like, doing. Go
2: home. Like I don't I don't understand where people what people are trying to do. So I mean, if you can't just and yeah, just stay safe. Like that's how these things get bigger right. and worse. But it's it's corny. But and, yeah. and,
1: and look, I was somebody who a couple of weeks ago, I was pretty nonchalant about all of this. Um, we I, all were. Don't I, worry. I, well, I mean, I, some people weren't, but a lot of us were. I, I kind of looked at it and was like, okay, it's a virus. It's like the common cold, right? It's the same strain of common cold, or it's like the flu. It's a more serious version of it. Again, this is what I thought a couple of weeks ago. This is not current information, so don't yell at me, please. Um, or if you do, that's okay. I mean, I guess I deserve it a little bit. Um, was that... I just kind of went, I'm living life as, as normal. Like, I'm still going out and doing stuff. I'm still going to the gym. I'm still doing all these things. And, um, yeah, I kind of understand now that that this is not so great. And uh, the death rate is climbing rapidly. And we've passed Italy. We were, we were trending with Italy. And now we've passed Italy. And Italy just had, like, 900 people die yesterday in one day. Um, it's, a re- it's a really serious illness. Uh, I know the numbers... Don't look that bad when you're like, oh, 1% or 0.5%, but that's a lot of people. If everyone in the United States gets it, that's a lot of people. And it's just, then there's no, and the problem is there's no vaccine. So that's that's why doing this stuff is smart because it gives time for the scientists and doctors to make a vaccine while we are flattening the curve, which I know is the term that everyone's been using. And um, so I've I've got not a thousand percent switch gears, but... I mean I'm still going to the store if I need to go to the store and stuff but generally yeah just be just be smart well, don't don't go to the beach with hundreds of other people don't play 5 on 5 basketball
2: yeah, that's where a, there's stuff sweat
1: is frustrating. and there's spit and there's ways for you to get sick if someone has it and not everybody shows symptoms so. yeah
2: and, and okay. I I understand like not one and we don't want to be doom and gloom you know here but like in a week we've seen like a pretty significant change in everything so last week it was it was ba- we were saying it was bad but so fast forward seven days and we're all sitting here like, Whoa, like this thing is, this thing is getting out of hand. And then you hear the governor say, yeah, we're at the beginning of this whole thing. We're not even anywhere near the, the middle or towards the end. So, so yeah, just, just, you know, stay safe, stay with your families. If you have them, you know, uh, we live, luckily we live in this day and age to where, man, we can play stuff online. If you game and everything like that, you don't even need to go to your friend's house anymore. You can get that online thing. We, I hear things like, uh, Um, a lot of internet providers are you know gonna uh, should be offering like free internet to low income houses and stuff like that low income families just to make sure that they're able to stay connected you know during this time away especially because a lot of teachers and stuff are going uh digital as far as a lot of the school work that they're starting to put out so it's just it's it's some just find those ways to continue to enjoy yourself just inside to stay safe and make sure that you know we can kind of Get this thing under wraps because there's, I'll be damned if I miss uh, a, a summer this year because people decided they wanted to well, go out and party.
1: Mentally prepare yourself for that happening even if people don't go out and party. We got this text, fan text lines 55305. Just rip the mandate off. Wish the country would just lock it down instead of each state slowly rolling out the same thing once it's too late. Yeah, follow South Korea's lead. South Korea locked it down within uh, – I'm not going to – you know what? They locked it down quickly. I'm not going to give an estimate because I don't know what, how, long, how quickly they did it. They they did it very quickly. They locked everything down. They put very strict guidelines in place, and their cases have come to a crawl, and they have had, like, one death. So just that's the smartest route. Follow them. They did it right. Don't follow China. They did not do it
2: right.
3: Well, I love the Americans do that, though.
2: Yeah, I love America, but we can be kind of hard-headed on stuff. I love it. I I understand that. But, yeah, we can be kind of hard-headed. And the way I look at it is
1: you have to, like, have a margin – of accepting that people are still going to be hard-headed and go out. But if if it's like a, we just got to do this for like a month and just say, "Look, this sucks." But guess what? It's going it's going to mean you're going to have a summer, a more regular summer than what's going to happen if we just do this slowly, then I think it would help. Obviously, people would still go do stuff, but that, I think that would help. That's well,
3: all. Well, it's just it it's it's all real curious, right? Like uh, I was talking with Marie yesterday and you know, there are other places already put in the shelter and place and everything, but you can go to the stores. Right. And she's like, and and they can go to the liquor stores. I'm like the liquor stores in the store. Like we're unique in Oregon where we have a specific store where you go for liquor and liquor only, which where- I
1: heard was staying open with, with through all this. It's essential, guys. Right. These are lifesavers where, right now. These are the,
0: these are the real heroes. They're it's the people just... that
3: work
2: at the liquor stores and dispensaries around here in Oregon. You're the real <laughs> MVP because without you, people would be going crazy right now.
3: It's not just that they're keeping it open, too. The OLCC is currently, like, making temporary rules and guidelines that you can deliver alcohol now so mm. they'll be able to deliver right. it and i'm like, like the
1: br- so, breweries are doing deliveries beer right. deliveries and, and stuff. i'm like there's a grub hub for alcohol guys? now yes
3: like i i get it i'm like we we love our alcohol and everything but i'm like like isn't we want to
1: be able to not think about what's happening where,
3: where are our priorities here because like is that really truly essential right like is it truly essential? Yeah, like, we yeah. Can make for a this lot show now? essential, we can go coronavirus. We can update people. We can we can be a public service on this show. I Come think on, it's. As, I think booze? it's as, yes.
2: I think it's as essential as toilet paper at this point. For those people that actually drink, I, I think this. I mean, it's something to, to pass time, and at least you're gonna. Why not feel? Why not kind of feel jazzy? as you're sitting in the house doing nothing for ever, quite possibly. You know, so yeah, I think for a lot of people. It's become one of those, especially, see, you You don't have kids, Jesse. You don't have kids either, Lynch. Nope. So it's just, it's a little different. Like, the lens you're looking in from, yes, you're right, but it's a little different when you have dependents that you have to make sure you, you know, watch and feed and entertain and teach and expose and all those little things in between there have to be done as you're in quarantine or as you're out of school. Like, these spring breaks and all these things, like, these are things that parents have to deal with. So... Yeah, I think that's,
1: that's a big reason. That Yesterday, a I of... just sat down and played Call of Duty, and I played Monopoly Plus on Xbox Live. Yeah, that was fun.
3: Yeah, you know, I've been I've been crushing Sunset Anarchy. I, mean, I haven't watched that for a couple of years, so I was like, why not? Let's let's crush this, and I've been crushing that, and you know, and drinking my homemade brew, you know, and and just kind of doing my thing. But but the thing, I mean, it's just like the. I guess like I'm more of an herbivore than a drinker myself. If you catch my drift, right? All right. Got it. All right. Got it. Got it. it? All right. So, but I still don't think that dispensaries should be open during this (laughs) time. Oh, I get it.
2: There we we go. I see. Actually, I've seen some some places. I know of places that are doing like you have to be like uh, six feet apart in line and stuff like that. They're allowing one person in at a time. It's like, man, there's ways to do stuff that you can kind of get away with it. But there's, I, I see a lot of people being, especially. With the dispensary, wheel. it looks like they use their hands a lot oh, yeah. to, to do that stuff. So it's it's I think that's important for them to do. But, but again,
3: everybody's touching all those glass cases and everything. I'm no, just, I'm I, just yeah, saying. I
2: think they're they're starting to put signs up there. People are taking this. There's signs everywhere. Like I, I was on the freeway and I saw a sign that said uh uh COVID nineteen. You know, avoid give, groups. Uh, avoid groups and give people room to drive. It's like that's all of, over. Uh, that's like,
1: every sign. That's on the highways right now says one of those two things. COVID-19 avoid groups or give each other space in person and on the road.
2: One of my favorite Mexican restaurants, I went yesterday to get some, you know, get some food. And, of course, man, and this isn't like a big chain or anything like that. So it's a, you know, cool little restaurant, man, sign on the door. Yeah, order drive through only. So people are taking it seriously, and I just hope... I hope everybody else does too. So let's talk sports.
3: I do, uh, I do think that Oregon is doing a better job than some other places. I, I will say that. I think a lot of people in Oregon have taken this serious and gotten off the roads and stayed at home and worked from home if they could. And and that's because we're not, we're not flocking to public places the way some other areas let's, are. Let's just stay
1: smart, people. All right. So we do have sports to get to thanks to the NFL for free agency being a thing that happened this week. Um, and of course we will start with, uh, the Ocho being back. No, we will start with your boy, your love who TB
2: 12. <laughs> like that guy anymore.
1: TB 12 going from the red, white, and blue to the creamsicle, creamsicle, brown and white and red and black and whatever other colors they use. It's so Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And I kind of like it. That's next here on sports Sunday on the fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: 918 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Jesse, back with you until 11 o'clock. As we said last week, we will be here basically, as as far as I know, every single week. Well, no gatherings of
2: 50 or more in studio, right. So we and, be
1: and starting this week, the room to my left, that's going to be the room where you sit. Uh, all the second hosts are going to be sitting in that room so that we have more space between us during the show. Okay. So that for those who don't know That's the, comfortable. 1080 the fan has three studios. The one we are in right now is the main host studio. The one that you might have saw on TV at a point. Yeah. The well, one
3: actually actually you used to see that one on TV too because there used to be a They did the
1: update anchors yep. in there the the uh, pretty females from mm-hmm. Comcast would do update anchor uh ankle, bleh, updates in there. Uh where Jesse is, that's where I sit during primetime. Uh, that's the fan control room. These two rooms are used frequently. The room to my left used to be, when sports radio actually had people on the staff, um, the room where the update anchor would sit, the producer would sit where Jesse's sitting, and the host would sit in here. This room to my left has been barely usable since I've gotten here. Uh, it's beginning worse and worse and worse. But It was storage. I went to go find some headphones in there. I was like, man... It was
2: books and all type of Playboys and stuff in there.
1: Oh, the Playboys went in there, huh? I
2: think that's where they are, yeah.
1: I was looking for them the other day. I mean, I mean, I was uh, curious about what happened to the Playboys course, the other day. Of course, yeah. Um, so that means that we will have, you know, line of sight between all three people, but we will be in three separate rooms, and we will be self-quarantining while still giving you sports and not sports to talk about during your week. So we're here every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m., unless, you know, nobody's allowed to come into the building, which I guess is a possibility at some point. But, uh, but yeah. So we're here and we do have sports because the NFL is the gift that keeps on giving at a Thank time so where there much. are no sports
2: the, and the timing, especially there's been big NFL news. Like the timing couldn't have been any, any better for them right now just because like it's, it was bleak.
1: Oh, well it's going to get bleak here in a second because last week when it was the push of the NFL news and now we're going to finally hit the time of, well, uh, you know, world baseball classic from a couple of years ago is on the TV right now. And uh, ESPN8, the Ocho is going on right now as well, but uh, I'd like to think the NFL will start there because uh, TB12, Tom Brady, Rashad's hero, Rashad's long-lost great uncle,
2: brother from leaving, another, yeah,
1: leaving Foxborough and is going to go down to warm, sunny Tampa Bay to play for the Buccaneers, which is so strange to say. It's there's... Tom Brady, starting quarterback tampa bay Buccaneers.
2: and what if he has to wear like number th- number no, seven he's wearing number 12 chris he godwin has so giving him the number of course and chris godwin should give tom brady the number you know but just what if what if brady is just so much of a team player he's like no man you keep your number that's your number i'll be i'll be number th- number seven number 6 like, <laughs> be that 13 would, that would be really you know I'll be 21 really weird you know but uh to be honest you know i said it before i knew brady was leaving uh i was it's been 20 years and you know Belichick wasn't super keen on keeping him the first place. Like they wanted to keep Garoppolo. Where did that get you? You know, got you to Super Bowl three more times, and then you got two of them out of that. So Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl and wet the bed. Just saying. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's true.
1: I mean, it's true, but <laughs> I mean, they also lost one of those Super Bowls.
2: It's, it's it's young. They lost one, but they got there three times, and they <laughs> lost. They won, They won two of them, so it's it's one of those things, but. Um, Yeah, I kind of figured it was coming. I think most people kind of figured it was coming. You know, it might have been the Colts, or it might have been uh, we heard the Raiders, and we even heard San Francisco. You know, at a point, so for it to be the Buccaneers was a little like, eh, that's weird. Because while I I like Brady, like um, I think he's he's such a great leader. I think he's going to improve. You know, the locker room wherever he goes is going to improve. You know, the project on the field. However, like Buccaneers is a you got a good coach. I'll give you that you got a freaking stud, you know, at wide receiver. too And Mike Evans, absolutely. But one that for sure, and Mike Evans is like, man, this guy is one of the most underrated, underappreciated guys in the league because his quarterback has been, you know, a, a, a moron for the past four years, five years. But then, you know, your offensive line, you got some shaky there. You know, your run game isn't awesome. So I, I w- it would have made sense for Brady to go to a team that I felt like was built to win now and they were just missing the trigger man. You know, and so it was weird that they went to the Buccaneers. I understand kind of why I want like the division incredibly wide open, you know, outside of the uh No, I mean the Saints. That's outside of the, outside of the Saints. Outside of the Saints, yeah, that it's it's pretty you know, the Falcons and they just made a big, you know, a big move. So, you know, there's a lot of teams in there that, that could do something, but there's not really a team outside of the Saints that you're like yeah, they're they're going to be the ones, well, especially with Carolina going through some, you know, some weirdness. I, I still
1: feel like the Saints are the the favorites to win the division. And I also think Chris Godwin is better than Mike Evans, by the way. Like even more, more underrated than Mike Evans is. Yeah. Well, he's younger, but um just stays healthier and just from last year. Man, he's good. I saw this stat. It was a it was a pro football focus who obviously has I shouldn't say obviously if you don't know, they have the some of the best stats in the NFL for gauging the talent of players and position groups, but the comparison between just Evans and Godwin and the entirety of the Patriots receiving group, the Bucks guys were like 20 points better. The Bucks offensive line was massively better than the Patriots offensive line from last year. So I think a lot of people are on the opinion or of the opinion that Tom Brady is past his prime. And we saw last year that he doesn't have the same arm strength and we saw last year that He doesn't have the exact same accuracy because he doesn't have the same zip on the ball. Um, I think, I really do, that him going to Tampa Bay will give him that extra year or two of push to be good again because he's actually going to have weapons to throw to. When's the last time Tom Brady had weapons to throw to in New England? The
2: first game of the season with Antonio Brown. And, yeah, and I think Josh Gordon. Randy Moss. Yeah, that was it. I mean, he's there's had, always an issue with one of the receivers. Like, he's always, had good players. Gronkowski's been hurt, you know what I'm saying? So he's always had some issues with those guys.
1: Gronk and Edelman together was obviously a good dy- uh, dynamic duo, but he's never ever had a Godwin Evans, and hell, even OJ Howard, even though he was terrible last year, but a good tight end as well. All three together, I, I kind of feel like it's gonna kind of it's gonna reawaken Brady for at least another year.
0: Yeah, yeah
3: the closest thing he had or, actually was recently when he. Um, when he, uh, just a couple seasons ago, when he had Brandon Cooks and you had Julian Edelman in the slot, and you still had Rob Gronkowski at the tight end, and he was a top five quarterback that season, oh. and he his he was doing something that he doesn't do very often, and he was hitting Brandon Cooks on the outside for for deep passes, and so it is. I, I am curious from my uh, if he can repeat that a couple years later, because I do agree. I think I think there's a difference between. Uh, weeks one through eight Tom Brady and weeks nine through 16 Tom Brady. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he can uh, hit Evans on the outside the first eight weeks. It's the second eight weeks that I'm worried about, but he does have the ability of playing outside in the warm weather now, as opposed to s- playing in the cold at Gillette stadium in the winter.
2: And on top of that, you know, he's playing in a division where it's going to be all warm weather, you know, all the time, you Doms. know, you got to do yep. and stuff like that. So you're, you're, you're talking about eight games where you for sure excuse me six games eight games
1: it'd be six games yeah six six six.
2: games where you you for sure get a chance to play in nice weather and you know and depending on which conference or which division you play uh that year and everything like that you're looking at you know possibly you know if you're six you know six win not six wins in between there but maybe four or five wins in between there that's good but i'll go one more for you as far as like the the times Brady's actually had a legit roster of, you know, receivers. It's when he had the two headed monster tied in with Aaron Hernandez and and Gronkowski. And you still had Wes Welker right there. And you still had, you know, like there, that was a a good group of receivers at that point. But again, he's never had two studs on the field at the same time, even when um, Antonio Brown was with the Patriots. I don't think Josh Gordon was back on the field at that point. So you don't know if you got the two of them on the field at one time, but, yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting to see what what happens there with the receivers, but you still got some some offensive line um, issues there. Hopefully, you can get a run game kind of figured out and just be a more complete team. Because as it stands, you know in the NFC South, like you're 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 what the maybe now the the third best team. No, the, 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 the second. You're, you're not the second.
1: You're clearly second. It's Saints than you. It's pretty clear. The Falcons are good, but. What have the Falcons proved The Falcons the last have
3: few? lost a lot on defense. Um, they, they got rid of Devonte Freeman and added a really question mark, a big question mark in Melvin Gordon. Which is crazy. Like they no, haven't that's, had no, no, a no, very no. good Todd Gurley. i mean, sorry. Todd Gurley. Melvin Gordon went to the Broncos. Sorry. But uh, another you forgot mark. that An- another question mark. No, I'm I obviously Melvin Gordon's on my mind. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's on my mind. <laughs> um, we'll get to that
1: later. Cause we got that in Gurley. We got to talk about, Um, Because they're very similar in what happened. Uh, Gurley, I think, is more of a question mark because, well, he has arthritis of his knees. Right. Whereas Melvin Gordon was just hurt last year. But uh, we'll get to that later in the show. Um, I view it as it's the Saints division to lose. But Tampa Bay is now the clear-cut number two team in the division.
3: I can't disagree with that. Who could
1: win it as well? Who could win it? Um, Although the Saints just added Emmanuel Sanders. so. Good for them, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders in the same yeah, field. That's
2: a that's a, a pretty, it's pretty good, good. It's a pretty good pretty team. Pretty good, you know. So and they got Taysom Hill still. So <laughs> we'll see how well, that works. Please out. don't uh, get me
1: started again <laughs> on Taysom Hill. We've done this before. <laughs> it was a stupid decision. It's fun to me. It <laughs> so, so makes me I don't so know. mad. No,
2: I just I mean it's it's as a Patriots fan, I think a lot of us were, everybody was like, man, damn, that sucks. Because you want to see, you you want to see Tim Duncan retire as a Spur. You know, you want to see Kobe retire as a Laker or you know so this was one of those guys he's one of those 20 year guys it's weird to see him uh, seeing Akeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey you know what I mean or seeing Patrick Ewing in the Orlando Magic jersey it just it looks super super great Joe Montana Montana in the Chiefs Chiefs jersey Brett Favre
1: in the Jets and
2: Vikings you know yeah like you know it was just it's just one of those things like it's it's he went to the rival it's tough to see that yeah
3: yeah. It, but this this is because you know Ooh. he did this. He Kevin
0: did to Warriors jersey. You know the, what
3: I'm saying? Like it's just it just looked like what? Like this looks strange. The Patriots seen didn't want S- him. Like the flat out, the Patriots didn't want him, and that's why he's not there. If they yeah. wanted him, he would be there. No. It's not like he broke the bank. Listen, and Brady's 43.
2: Like I, I, I can't act like I don't get it. Like he's not young anymore. He's well, 43 years old as a quarterback. Like
1: let, I, let's save your hot Patriots takes. I want to talk about that next. That was the next that was the the natural transition to next the segment segway. was gotcha. was how how does this affect the Patriots? Why did they let him walk and moving forward for them? So save your takes. We'll get to that next. Also, hi to Bill from uh, Comcast. He's listening. He helped me move my couch into my new apartment. Well, there, you go. <laughs> there as, you go. As he was installing Comcast, he was like, Do you need help with the couch? Yeah. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, man. You're a good guy. He's
1: listening, so shout out to him. Um, We'll get to the Patriots uh, and how this affects them next. This is sort of sports Sunday with uh, first Jesse has sports.
0: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: 9.34 here on your Sunday morning. Tom Brady's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm just going to say it over and over again until it sounds really... Normal, but it's not going. Oh, to, I've been it?
2: saying it, you know, for the past three days. Tom Brady is a, 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 a GD Buccaneer. Nobody wants
1: you know.
3: that ugly
2: jersey.
1: No, well, actually, well, it, depends jerseys, right? it, eh, it depends on which one. right? It it depends
2: on which one. Like the um the one they won the Super Bowl in. That jersey used to be dope. Like the when they first went from the creamsicle to like the red black and the, like that was that was fresh. You like that one? I did. I did. I was that was a, that was one of the ones that was really big in the hip hop community. Mm. You know, was that that uh, those jerseys right there? Absolutely. The, the... word done one.
1: It gonna be weird to see him in that jersey did you see the like photoshop that came out of like because they the bucks are going to change their jerseys again because like they're orange
2: ner- now or something stupid
1: well they're like five colors that's why i made the joke he's not red white and blue he's teal and orange and gray and black and white and red and all the things that are in those jerseys they're awful they're awful jerseys they have gigantic logos on the helmet they are really strangely mi- uh, mismatched colors and I think they're changing them. So right now, if you were to go on and buy a Tom Brady jersey, you wouldn't get it yet. But it would look like you were buying a white and black zero jersey because they don't know what the Bucks are going to look like. And they, they don't know that yet he's going to have 12. So um, what does this mean for the Patriots as we switch gears to that, as I promised? Um, it's interesting because suk said this and I never, I, did, I did not think about it this way. And I wanted to try to wrap my mind around this conversation. Part of this was an ego struggle between Belichick and Brady, right? Part of this was Brady saying, I'm the only reason you've been winning and you need to keep me around. And I'm assuming Bill Belichick saying, that's not true. I could do this without you. And I'm very curious now to see, obviously it matters who they get at quarterback, but I'm very curious to see how Bill Belichick does without Tom Brady and vice versa too. I mean, I think Tom Brady is going to do fine because he's got a good set of uh, skill players on that team in Tampa, but the Patriots were not good last year. They were, well, they were good, but they were not Patriots. Good.
2: Okay. I was going to say
1: they were not Patriots. Good last year. Their defense was incredible. Their offense was mediocre. Tom Brady was mediocre. The receivers were flat out bad. The offensive line was flat out bad and the running game was flat out bad last year. And I, you can throw the stats at me if you want. I've seen people be like, oh, well, they have this rank and this rank and this rank. Watch the, watching the Patriots play, they were not a good offensive team. They just weren't. I'm very curious now, does Bill Belichick do a one-year just tank job and just suck, get a really good draft pick and try to get Trevor Lawrence <laughs> next year from Clemson? Wouldn't that be something? It It absolutely would be something. What if he huh. goes right now and gets Cam Newton? Or Jameis Winston, wouldn't that be funny?
2: So I, I think you know if you're Bill like, how, Belichick, how do,
1: you think, how do you think the Patriots are going to play it? I guess is the way I'm, I'm asking the question.
2: Um, I think it's you know the unfortunate thing about being a Patriots fan is you're used to seeing star players traded away at a you know at a moment's notice, and there's no you know there's no no parade for him, no ticker taking, no any of any of that stuff. It's just kind of it is what it is. It's the Patriot way. You know you 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 play your position until you can't play it anymore. Or at least you can't play it to the best of your ability. And then Belichick gets rid of you. you know, you look at Ty Law, you look at lawyer Malloy, you look at Willie McGinnis, you look at, you know, Randy, like you look at anybody that's been in a Patriot and been a great, you know, a great pa- uh, Patriot. And they were like, man, I think there was a year, a few years ago when the, when they won the uh, championship that Garrett Blunt had the most touchdowns of most rushing touchdowns in Patriots history. The next year he's released. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's this is just kind of what they do. And so it's not super surprising that Belichick did this, especially after 20 years. We knew three years ago that he wanted to get rid of Brady for Garoppolo and said, Garoppolo's my guy. This is who I want moving forward. Kraft stepped in and said, nah, Brady's my guy, and we're going to keep him here because he's he's been the best player, not just for our team, but in football for damn near the past two decades. So, yes, we're going to keep him on this team and that's where the that's where we hear about the friction we a name that we haven't heard in a long time was man Alex Guerrero you know like that whole thing happened and thing, just the little by little the Jenga pieces just started coming out and things just got more more and more wobbly and now you know all the pieces have finally fallen but if you're Bill Belichick I remember a team that went 11 and 5 with Matt Castle. Matt Castle was nowhere near uh, a a fully functional NFL quarterback. Like, he was a good quarterback for that one year, but after that, he got that year, he got paid, and we never really heard of Matt Castle again. He had some years in between there where he was some some backup roles, and I think the last time I remember him playing was for the Texans. I can't tell you if he was even in the league anymore.
1: I don't think he is.
2: I remember a season, Brady suspended four games. You insert Jimmy Garoppolo. He wins two games for you. Then you bring in Jacoby Brissett, who's a 3rd string quarterback. He wins a game for you. So – Bill Belichick understands how to create a great offense, how to make a great defense. And he's going to work towards his, you know, whatever his strengths are. Last year, the strength was the defense. So that's what they rode for most of the season. And you're right. Offensive line, terrible for the Pats last year. Run game, which is usually pretty solid because you got a number of running backs and it's hard to prepare for them because you don't know which one you're going to get. Terrible last year. Group of receivers, thanks to Antonio Brown and thanks to uh Josh Gordon terrible, you know, so you didn't have Gronkowski retiring. Like there was a lot of things that worked against Brady and when you're 27 or or even 35, 36, I think you're able to work through some of those things, but when you're 42, you can't overcome all the issues that you had offensively and defense carries you for the entire season until they started falling off like right around week 11, 12, the defense started looking a little more mortal than they were at the, at the beginning of the season. There were this Top ranked man, historically great defense. And then towards the end of the season, tail end, it was more like, ah, uh, they're they're still good, but you know, you can run on them, you can throw on them, you can figure out ways. Man, I watched Ryan Tannehill make their defense look silly at points. Like, so it just kind of as the season wore on, I think the team did too. And, you know, at that point, Tom Brady can't overcome it. Belichick knows it. As much as he doesn't want to admit it, Robert Kraft knew it as well. And it was just time to move forward. Brady is not going to retire, he's gonna play till he's 50. He <laughs> got a two-year deal. That means he's gonna be on till he's forty-five. Brady's gonna play till he's fifty.
1: I feel like this is the last two years, in my opinion. I it really should do. Be. I think it's the last two.
2: It, you know, it reminds me of, and it's uh, remember Brett Favre's last few years, where he just kind of, you know, went from this place to this place. Like Tom Brady just doesn't want to retire. Like I don't know if he likes Gisele. Well, he just made much.
1: fifty million guaranteed. I don't blame him. Well,
2: and which is which is some of the I'm looking trying to look it up and can't really find it right now. But uh, Brady's never been the highest paid player in the league. He's never been the highest paid player on the Patriots. You know, so for him to get this 50 million dollar deal like I'm not going to say it's over long overdue, but yeah, like this is it's not it's not often that Brady takes the big money. Typically he's the one giving it back to make sure they can fill out the rest of the team and keep some guys, some key guys in places and you know, so this is good job for uh, Tampa for for stepping in and saying, "Man, yeah, we'll give you this money if you can come in and be that leader." And I think, man, just 50 million is is cheap for all the you know, all the extra attention you're going to get because Brady's on your team.
1: Yeah, they might have already made some of that up just in season ticket sales alone. You got, you
2: got two games with the Saints. You got two Brady versus Breeze games, you know, this year for yep. the next two years. Like, that's a that's a big deal.
1: Um, In terms of the Patriots, would you rather they just have a bad year and go get some good draft picks, or do you want them to try to keep the train rolling, getting into the playoffs, find Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or whoever, and someone who's a more stable starting quarterback and keep going that way. Or do you want them just to say, look, this is gonna be a bad year. We don't have a lot of great players. Jared Sidam's our starter this year, and then we go into the draft next year looking at Trevor Lawrence or whoever.
2: I think a player like Cam Newton would be something Bill Belichick, you know, would dream about. You know, as somebody that big and that mobile that, you know, short game is pretty okay, you know. But Cam, Cam Newton, Newton can't stay healthy anymore. And I think that's, I think it's a big reason like uh, Carolina's asking him to do a lot. Carolina has asked him to, you know, be pretty much the offense. Cam Newton has been Carolina's run game. He's been their passing game. He's been, you know, everything for them. Right now, we love Christian McCaffrey until that offense starts to wane on him because he's the he's the offense, you know, at this point, especially with Cam being gone. And so now, if he comes to a team like the Patriots, man, Belichick will able be able to put even Brady didn't have any weapons and was still a top ten quarterback last year. You know, as far as yards and touchdowns, that's that's crazy to me, even with none of those people. So if you put a healthy Cam there, yeah, a guy who's won MVP and looked super dominant when he did it, yeah, I think he can have a lot of success. With the defense that's going to be kind of solid, You give him some offensive, you know, just one or two offensive weapons, get guys running crossing routes and bubble screens and give Cam a, a, an opportunity to get – five, six, seven yards in a third. Like, all of a sudden, you've got something that nobody was expecting from the Patriots. The When Garoppolo came into the game for the Pats, that's what everybody saw. Ooh, tuck and run, and then come back and throw a 17-yard strike. Okay, that's what you were looking for. And I think Cam does that, you know, better than a lot of guys, and more than people want to give him credit for as well.
1: It would be interesting to see a quarterback who's able to be mobile in that Patriots offense yeah. as well. Josh McDaniel's still there. So it'd be interesting to see what he could do with a guy like that. Uh, I mean, he did it with Tim Tebow back with the Broncos and Cam Newton's just better. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what he could do with a quarterback of that skill set. All right, coming up next, let's talk a little bit about the running back position. Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley have found new homes. And then at the 10 o'clock hour, is Bill O'Brien the biggest idiot to ever exist oh my in the NFL? This is sort of sports Sunday. Pretty sportsy today on the fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: A couple of running backs have found new homes this week. As the Rams released Todd Gurley, and uh, Melvin Gordon was a free agent, and uh, he found the new home as well. Todd Gurley, the new starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Melvin Gordon, the new uh not really starter but the new like bruising running back for the denver broncos i'll start with Gurley, slightly bigger name much bigger contract (laughs) that the rams got out from under really quickly the rams are we talked about this a couple years ago remember the rams just went and spent a boatload of money and we were like wow they're trying to win a super bowl right now but we knew that in a couple of years, you're going to start seeing the salary cap casualties. Mm-hmm. And Catch up to you. here we go. It's happening. Clay Matthews was released. Todd Gurley was released. They're trying to trade Brandon Cooks. Anybody who's making a lot of money, they're just trying to get out from under their salary cap issues. Gurley's an interesting case because Gurley's a really, really good running back. And actually, if you look at him statistically last year, he had a solid year despite, you know, missing some of the season and having the knee injuries and having the, uh, the, the pitch count, if you will, on how – how much he was running the football but you know that he has a debilitating case of arthritis in his knees that's not getting any better and you know that he as a running back isn't guaranteed to be great anymore a once great running back could lose that in a second and i have a feeling that todd Gurley may have lost that at this point just due to his body breaking down so I mean, the Falcons had already gotten rid of Devontae Freeman. Tevin Coleman was already on the Niners. So all they had was Ido Smith. So getting a guy like Gurley is better than that, I think. But I just don't think you should expect anything great from him just because he hasn't been for a couple of years now.
2: Um, You know, it's disappointing because Todd Gurley was really good when he was really good. You know, I think he had that. You he know, was amazing. Yeah, when when he was out there and he was really able to perform, um, that year, the Rams made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Like it was really on the back of Todd Gurley. Like he was able to really open things up for all those guys. And you saw guys like Cooper Cup and um, Brandon Cooks all of a sudden kind of emerge as these these great receivers because you worried so much about what Gurley was going to do to you on the ground. And then all of a sudden, you know, we there was that NFC Championship game where where is Gurley? Why isn't he playing? Like what is happening? And nobody knew anything. There was no, there was no reports prior to the game. There were, there was no signs of, uh, of, of anything wrong, you know, prior to that. And then all of a sudden, it just pops up, and and you know, and he's hurt, you know. So it was, it was really weird because there was, it wasn't a gradual, you know, kind of thing. When we found out about Brandon Roy's knees, like it was one of those things. Like we saw him keep, keep keep getting hurt and saw him in pain, saw him with ice. It was like, damn. What's wrong with B Roy? Like, and then all of a sudden it came to a point to where you knew what happened. With Gurley, it was like one day you're the best back in the NFL. The next day you can't move. Yeah. Whoa. Like, what happened? C.J. Anderson is in the game and he's killing? Like, where's Gurley? And I remember it wasn't even like, oh, man, let's praise C.J. Anderson for the great job that he's doing because he comes back, he looks super overweight and everything, but he's killing. The whole game it was like, why isn't Todd Gurley running the ball? Maybe he did something wrong. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's not right. And then you find everything out. And he's never been the same player since then. He's never even been close does not to the same player. He doesn't have the same, same burst. He doesn't have the same cutting ability. You can tell, like it, it bothers him. So I'm the question now for me is, how long? How much longer does he play? Like how much longer do you have uh, a guy like Todd Gurley? Because arthritis, like that's not something that's going to go away. You know, unfortunately, like you can do all the um, treatments you want to, and you can do all do injections the injections, absolutely. And stuff you can like get that. the cortisone shots and everything but at the end of the day like that pain is going to be there and you have to start thinking about um life after football and life after sports and i think girlies can't be any more than like 27 or 28 at this point so yeah man you got to start thinking about if you want he is
1: 25
2: that's you you're a baby you know what i'm saying so that's you're still, the nfl running back that's, position that's the and you know and you're here for a couple of years you just got to hope within those couple of years you're you're able to make it to a super bowl you're able to make a pro bowl you're able to do some of those great things but
1: he has 1265 rushes over the course of five years in his career how many yards 5404 uh, three years over a Two years just under 900 uh, his two big ones he ran for 1305 13 touchdowns and then 1251 17 touchdowns averaging just under five yards per carry
2: I yeah, mean like uh, seriously you get you get that' was s- good you get six years of that from somebody that's a that's a worthy of a hall of Fame. Nah, maybe maybe you put it on the ballot maybe you don't get in but that's worthy of being being in the conversation of being a, a hall of fame type player you know again not getting in but you know somebody can say man yeah Todd Gurley did this for six years and people wouldn't you know wouldn't scoff at that he's you know? gonna
3: have the same problem um that Jamal Charles has like right where he was really good oh my god how great is Jamal Charles Two years late, you know, for a a two-year period. And then it was like he was really good those other couple years, but his career was so short, and they never really won anything. You know, he went to a Super Bowl, but they didn't win a Super Bowl. And how much of a part was he of actually that Super Bowl run in the playoffs? So it's like Todd Gurley is never going to be a Hall of Fame just from those aspects. But he had the ability to be a Hall of Fame guy unless somehow he resurrects his career in Atlanta.
1: You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of LeSean McCoy, too. Yeah. Uh, especially recently, because the last few years he's been not anywhere near the same as he was when he was one of the best running backs in the league as well. On the flip side, Melvin Gordon signs with the Broncos, which is A, terrible news if you're a Duck fan and like Royce Freeman, because that's probably the end of Royce Freeman in Denver. Um, either he's going to get cut, released, or they're just going to put him third on the depth chart. I don't and he's necessarily get agree buried. with
3: that. Really?
1: Yep. Because Melvin Gordon is basically the Royce Freeman to Philip Lindsay, right? Because Philip no. Lindsay really good.
3: Philip Lindsay... Is honestly the ad man out? Mm. Uh, I, I mean, so it, okay, based on what they do. So, so basic I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to just come in here and just like steamroll you right at the beginning. But the okay. So one, you don't pay a running back eight million dollars and he's not your starter. Of course, so, he is the starter. So Melvin is the start. He's gonna yes. be minimum your two down starter. May and he, the fact is, he's a really good pass blocker and he is a good pass catcher as well. And the one thing that Philip Lindsay doesn't do well is pass block and pass catch. So he's not your third down back. Royce Freeman actually does both those things well. And just to throw a little wrench into it, the new system they're running, the West Coast offense, out of a shotgun, probably more suited for a guy like uh, Royce Freeman who ran out of – a similar style offense in college uh, as opposed to Philip Lindsay, who loves running behind Andy Janovich, but he doesn't have a fullback anymore. It's
1: it's interesting because you've been very much on the Royce Freeman train for the last two years. And I've been very on the opposite of that. I don't
3: think he's a starter. I'm just saying for these reasons, that's why he could be the guy.
1: The Broncos use uh, Lindsay way more than they use Freeman. (laughs) They just like on the goal line, they use Philip Lindsay they just like they, but that's they,
3: also going to be Melvin Gordon's course, territory. And, and, the, and the fact is they didn't use if you want. I'm talking about the passing game and third downs, and that's what they used Royce Freeman for last year. They didn't use Philip Lindsay for that because he is a problem in that situation. And so unless they're going to use Melvin Gordon as a three down back or which they might, which they might, or He's they keep Melvin Gordon as just a third down back, which you don't pay him eight million to do. Philip Lindsay doesn't really have a role in this offense unless Melvin Gordon goes down, which is possible.
1: It, it's possible. I, I still think Royce Royce Freeman is the one who's going to lose his role personally, just because the Broncos seem to like Lindsay more than they like Freeman.
3: But then why did they get Melvin Gordon and why didn't they pay him? I don't back know. Back to back thousand yard. See, and, and this know. is where I, a lot of this is coming from is, you know, me, I'm very connected with what they're saying out there in Denver and I mean, they like Philip Lindsay obviously a lot more than than Royce Freeman. He's the Colorado kid, is what they call him there. Right. The thing is, is that the Broncos didn't pay him. They don't like using him on third downs, and they went and got Melvin Gordon. All which tells you that Philip Lindsay is probably expendable at this point.
1: Huh. We will see. That's very it's crazy because he just had two thousand yard seasons. Um the question I want to ask more though is about Melvin Gordon. I was just throwing in the Royce Freeman thing as a I thought Royce Freeman might be on the way out. Jesse disagrees. That's fine. Melvin Gordon is a different case than Todd Gurley. Melvin Gordon held out last year for a ton of money. He didn't get it. He came back after four games. Um, was not the same running back. I'm not sure if it was he wasn't in the right shape. I know he had some injury issues last year as well. Um, but Melvin Gordon is good. And he's a guy who can catch the the football. And he is a good run blocker. Or he's a good uh, blocker when he's in the running game. So... I kind of view this as a solid, sneaky signing for Denver on a guy who seemed to kind of vanish last year and is now back. He kind of gives him the chance in the same division, too, with a little bit of revenge on the mind to kind of prove, hey, I'm still a really good running back. I'm not a thousand percent sold on it because, well, last year was strange and he had some injuries and he was demanding more money, but he took the contract he took, and I think for me, I, I feel better about Gordon on the Broncos than I do Gurley on the Falcons.
2: Oh yeah, because I mean, number one, he's he's healthier, you know, right now. Outside of just being hurt, uh, it's not a degenerative or it's not a persistent kind of thing. So I mean, at least we don't we don't think so at this point. And Melvin Gordon is again somebody who is, if you were building a running back, I would think it would kind of look like him. You know, these big arms, a great blocker, pretty good catching the ball out of the backfield like he's a he's a prototype type of running back he and derrick henry are what you want your running back to look like at the end of the day so uh i think this is awesome pickup for the broncos um if really if they can get the, the their trigger man situation like all the way figured out and stuff like that like i think uh, I, I, hey man i don't see i don't know why you guys aren't as confident i mean i understand uh that the the world champs are in your division as well but the broncos are always one of those teams that you know as far as defensively can be sneaky good and then
1: oh no i i think it's fine i think it's good i mean the broncos just kind of have been mediocre the last few years so you're just hoping that any small thing can help but i mean it's been a while since you felt like denver's had the the surefire number one running back so as long as melvin gordon can even come close to what he was a couple of years ago then you've got that so it's great but all of this stuff is continued proof that the running back position is fluid uh the Ability of you as a player at the running back position to be good for a long time is damn near impossible. And sometimes the best running backs a year later are done, just done. And sometimes that's just how it happens. Not often will you find an Ezekiel Elliott where every year he's just good and you trust that he will be good. And at some point it will come for Zeke too. (laughs) He'll last out longer, Uh, but uh, at some point it will come for him as well. All right, we got a break. Coming up next hour, we got Hater 11 at 10.30, but we have to start with the dumbest general manager in the NFL, Bill O'Brien. Sword of Sports Sunday, 10-8 to the fan.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours